Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. I am unfortunately here, joined by the latest boot of Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. Viola, how are you doing today after that brutal blindside? I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I am heartbroken. <laughs> I feel as though my journey was cut short, but at the same time watching it, even though what was going to happen, I was on the edge of my seat. Like my seat. I was like, whoa, you know what? For a way to go out, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Phenomenal episode. A lot of really, really great gameplay. So I'm like, that's that's a good way to go out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am heartbroken as well. Alex and I, every year before a season, we do kind of like a fantasy draft and you were on team Caleb. Uh, and so I was really rooting for you. I loved you immediately from like the get go, the whole like quote of uh, not today rebels. So we really just love <laughs> your kind of big personality out there. But before we kind of jump into the specifics of the game, uh, talk us through kind of your strategy or preparation going into playing. Yeah, so like, I remember when I, because I'd applied for Survivor in the past, and like I didn't get it, so I didn't really think much about actually getting it this time around. So when I got the call, it was like, hey, V, you got it, you leave in a few weeks. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn, 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 damn. I didn't think I, was, I would actually get it. Like, what? <laughs> I was playing around. <laughs> so when I realized I was going to get it, like, I went and binged all the previous seasons back to back. I, I practiced my fire skills. I couldn't swim, okay? But you have to swim to be on the show. So I learned how to swim miraculously. And um, I did a lot of physical preparation. And from a strategic point, I was watching characters like Shani and George and seeing how they played, and even Mark Wells and seeing how he played and seeing what I could take from their, their I guess, gameplay. And what I realized early on was that I need to find a very strong alliance, and I can only do that within the first couple of days. After that, lines in the sand have started to form, and it's really hard to convince people in a convincing manner. So I quickly recognized that, you know, Mark was a strong player and Verval was a strong player. So I was like, cool, I need my core alliance, people that will be loyal to and outside of that it's cutthroat and I think my plan going in was to sort of use that alliance to really help me get further in the game um, and really depend more so on my social strategy and my social uh, capacity to be relatively chill with everyone as opposed to my physical game plan because they would have got me out ASAP if it was just for physical. <laughs> <laughs> no that's so good and we love hearing that you know you bench the other seasons and, and taking some gameplay from all that um, all those great players. Um, related to that, would love to hear a little bit more about what brought the three of you together early on. Like, what what kind of bond um, did you three have that that created this very tight alliance? I was claiming it as the alliance of the season that you, that you three were going all the way. So, uh, yeah. what brought you guys together early on? Well, for Val, like she shared a story one day. Well, we're all just trying to get to know each other, right? And everyone's sharing some pretty mediocre stories. And then Val comes out with a story about how she fought a wolf to protect her dog. And I was like, is anyone else hearing this? Do you guys not see that <laughs> level of loyalty and business? This is crazy. I need this girl on my side. And it just so happened that she is hilarious in the most savage way. So I think we got along really, really well. And from a core, core point, we had very similar values, things like loyalty, things like character, things like integrity, things like, you know, if I have your back, I have your back. But outside of that, we will 
destroy everyone and anything else. So I think from Val, I recognize that. And from Mark, we both recognize that we're both very charismatic and charismatic in a way where it was a bit of a skill, a bit of an art. We were able to, you know, use it in the right scenarios. But at the same time, we also recognize that behind that charisma, behind that capacity to, you know, turn on and off, we were just genuinely good people that really got along. Like we had very similar values, very similar experiences. So I think we're able to form a friendship that I think was very genuine and definitely lasted outside of the show. And I think from then on, I was like, cool. I'm like, outside of this, it's tough for you lot. But within this group, I'm like, yeah, I got you to the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. I mean, I think we were really excited to see the three of y'all go. We saw some kind of similarities in past alliances. And obviously the rest of the Titans tribe saw that threesome uh, and you in particular as a threat, which is why you got voted out. Um, <laughs> but did y'all see, you and Val in particular, right? Mark was kind of the story that we've seen so far is that he's towing two alliances did y'all see the other four? Like they saw the three of y'all come together? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like me and Val clocked it from the get-go. We're like, these, the the, the middle-aged mafia have experiences that we can't exactly find our way into. You know, we can't mm -hmm. find a way to like be part of the core alliance. If we were to be attached to that, it would always be us on the outside. And we knew that like at that point in the game, it's really hard to form genuine alliances that work from day one. So I already knew it was like a matter of time. That's why I think once Caroline started being a bit more uh, overt in her surveillance of us, that's when I was like, okay, someone, someone's going to do something before someone else does something because she's clearly thinking about it. She's clearly trying to stop from happening from up within our end. So I think from then on, I was like, okay, cool. It is us versus them with Mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. And what about the one thing we've been trying to figure out is how did you guys view kind of the other three left in here, right? The Jaden, Winna, um, Charles, like there we haven't seen a lot from them, but from yeah. you and Val, maybe how did y'all view them? Were they in an alliance with anybody? Yeah, so so Charles, I believe he was to some degree with the Middle Age Mafia, but at the same time, he was also kind of like chilling, sort of doing his own thing. And I feel as though that might have worked to his detriment because I also had my own relationship with Charles that I really, I, re I really loved him as a player. Like I remember the first day I was like, Charles, man, you look very nerdy, but you remind me of my best friend at home. I feel like you guys are quite similar. <laughs> and yeah. it turned out they really were. So I really got along with Charles, but I think it was his fluidity between the two groups, you know, the middle-aged mafia and everyone else to maybe be like, well, I don't know how much we can really trust Charles in that degree, but I do love the guy. Like I would get along with him really well. And what they don't show is me and Winner got along really well. We had some yeah. weird POC alliance. <laughs> I was like, all right, you're, 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 um, you're Thai, I'm black. I'm like, there's something here with ethnicities, unite, something along those lines. <laughs> so it was like, we had a very simple understanding and good friendship in that regard. And uh, I also respected Jaden as well. He was a good mate of, um, Winner. I wasn't as close, but I was like, hey, listen, a friend of Winner is a friend of mine. So I got along with everyone outside of that alliance quite well. So pre-tribe pre swap, I was in a very comfortable, comfortable position. No, that's so insightful to hear, you know, about Charles and, and Winner, just because we haven't seen too much of them yet. Um, but related to that, let's talk about this tribe swap. Um, were there talks of a swap happening soon at your beach? Were, were there preparations for it? Um, and then who mm -hmm. were you hoping to be paired with from the original Rebels tribe? 
Yeah. So that point in the game, we knew that it was around the corner, just not which corner, right? We're like, it's getting close. We don't know how close. So I think at first we were very competitive, you know, Titans versus Rebels. But I think as the game progressed, we kind of realized, wait a minute, at one point we're going to swap around. So we do have to start forming friendship alliances. So then from my end, I started being a lot less competitive and being like, yeah, Titans win. Ha ha, you guys stop. <laughs> like that gameplay went out the window. So I was like, nah, I cannot have you hating me once I'm there. So I think from my end, I started having small little whispers and conversations with people that I felt very strongly about and for those people for me on that end it was I felt very strongly about Kirby and I felt very strongly about Raymond I think Raymond I don't, I don't know why I love the guy I just love him so much there's something about him that just it speaks to my heart <laughs> I'm yeah. team Raymond any day and Kirby I had a very much respect for her because she's such a strategic player she has outsmarted me in the challenges I think she's a phenomenal challenge queen um so I think my idea going in was, okay, I can see Kirby has an alliance with Riri and Sutton, potentially Scott. And I knew that, okay, sweet, I'd be able to connect my alliance with um, Val and Mark to hers. So that was one of my plans going in. I don't know where Raymond stood. So I was understanding that there was a bit of a split eventually. But I was really hoping to be in a situation where I was with Raymond and Kirby. So I was like, oh, so close. I could have had <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that's i would love to hear that too what's going through your mind when you realize those three val um kirby and raymond are all on the other tribe and then you pull out a pink buff <laughs> i had the most delayed reaction i remember when i pulled out the buff i think i had so much adrenaline i didn't even see what color it really was i think in my heart in my brain i was like yeah it has to be blue it's gonna be blue i pull it out and i'm like celebrating i think it was blue i do a little double check i was like Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's not blue. So after that, I was like, "Oh wait, no, v, you can't act too upset. You got to be happy because you're now with them." So I was like, "Fix your face, fix your face, fix your face." So then I felt as though I was in a somewhat pretty position because you know I had Mark and I had majority Titans tribe. But at the same time, I feel as though me and Val on that side with the combination of Kirby and combination of Winner, I feel as though even though we had the cards stacked against us. I felt as though we 100% would, could have found a crack together and we divided that to work in our favor. But oh, not working that way. Yeah, sometimes that's just where the buffs fall, unfortunately for you. I uh, know we saw in the episode, right, you guys lose tribal, tribal immunity and um, there's an initial vote split that is proposed. Uh, but we also saw you campaigning to Mark to take out Caroline and make this move. Walk us through that conversation with Mark and kind of where, like, how, why y'all landed on not making the move in particular. Yeah. So when I had that conversation with Mark, Mark was in a very pretty position in the sense that the, I don't think the middle-aged Mark was so much suspected him as they did so much suspect myself and Val. So I think in Mark's position, it was a bit of a tough decision to make whether or not to go with the Caroline vote. Whereas for me in my gameplay, I recognized very early on, you know, sweet Caroline isn't so sweet, right? I realized very early on that she's a very strategic player. And what I was very surprised is they didn't show how much of a social player Kitty was. Like Kitty was a social gun. She's able to make connections off the bat with people. And I think to be have two people that were both strategically and socially aligned so well, I was like, that is a massive threat. But if we take out Caroline, we can destabilize Kitty. At the same time, it protects my long-term gameplay because I could feel that eventually she's going to come for me. For whatever reason, she, had a, she was out to get me. I can feel it. So I was like, now's the time, now's the time, now's the time. So then when I had the conversation with the boys, I was like, this is perfect because she's already getting on their nerves and rubbing them the wrong way because, you know, 
rationed the food a bit more harshly than others would have liked. So I was like, okay, cool, now's the time. But the reason it got ditched is because a couple of Chinese whispers, and from what I understood, information got to Caroline about the vote. So from my end, I had to try and do damage control and, you know, chat with Caroline, like, hey, yo, by the way, um, your name was actually out there. Your name was there as a decoy. We couldn't actually vote you out. We had to, like, no, sorry, we didn't want to vote Nathan. We didn't want to um, have Nathan think that he's, you know, on the line. So because of that, we had to abort the mission and Nathan went home. When I think genuinely, if it had worked out and it hadn't gone to Caroline, he would have stayed. I fully believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm curious too, you know, as we're leading up to last night's tribal, uh, where you were eventually taken out, um, did you have any idea that your name was being thrown out there where your spidey sense is going off at tribal council as JLP is talking to you, or was it 100% shock, uh, when he read those votes? Yeah. So I think it's always like, it's always good to, to some degree, step back from your own ego and be like, no, no, I am someone that could be put at risk. And I think I definitely did step back and knew that going in, I was like, oh, like, I have a feeling, I have a feeling. But to make such a move based off that feeling, it was such a risky move, right? Because mm-hmm. you have the the perception of us being a happy family. And if someone was to make a move straight away, it becomes a game of like, checkers i mean sorry game of chess not checkers right things will start to fall into place so i was like to you know ask mark to really just you know support me on this and sort of like go with it and back me and like you know try and get caroline out it was a big ask and i think if you had used this idol and my name wasn't on the line the entire game is blown Mm -hmm. so i think it was at a point where i was like i had a feeling but i wasn't convinced that they'd be willing to risk the vengeance of mark so soon i was like surely long term you'd realize that He's not going to go well with this. And I, I underestimated that. I was like, damn. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based off that uh, preview, it seems like the wrath of Mark is coming for them. Uh, <laughs> and so maybe you're, maybe they made a move a little bit too soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see, though. Uh, what about um, for you, right? Obviously, the game did not go quite like you hoped uh being that we're talking to you right now uh what was your plan to get to merge right so after the tribe swap if things had gone the way that you had wanted to how did you see that unfolding Mm. so i think for me even though i wanted you know caroline out i felt as though perhaps i'd have a much greater chance at merge considering how the numbers were playing so i think from my end like i was willing to tuck away my 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 like uh, target for for Caroline for a little bit longer until things were you know a bit more shaken up. If the lines has changed, if if the rebels had had an idol, I think I was then waiting for the next like you know right opportunity because I don't think anyone else was gunning for me at that point. I think they recognized I was a threat, but it's hard to see anyone else be so overt in their like recognition of that. So I think from my end, if I was to get to merge, I was really hoping Kobe would have lasted till there. I would have heard also being that Val would have lasted till there. I would have been happy for a challenge for her as well. So I was hoping that my lines would have lasted. That way I could, um, uh, you, I guess, be aligned with them to to get my enemies out. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> so I think I, I was, I realized, okay, you know what? I would be a lot more malleable, you know, I'd be a lot more chill, sort of play under the radar and not be with Marcus Mike, maybe just separate a little bit and just be a bit more malleable player until the time is right. Yeah. 
Well, one thing we've noticed this season that's maybe different than previous seasons in Australian Survivor is the physical competitors are the ones being taken out very early. You know, it's it's Frankie, it's Tobias, it's Nathan, it's Peter, it's you. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you make of this trend? Um, and, and why do you think that was happening uh, this season? Yeah, so I think the season that is happening is following one of the greatest seasons in like Survivor history, right? I think the previous season was such a phenomenal season. And I think if you really watch it and study it, there's so much you can learn, and especially so much you can learn from, you know, George's gameplay. Like, I don't know where I heard, but I heard, I forgot where it was from, but I do recall George, you know, making a point to try and get the physical players out, you know, early on and quickly before they become a threat. And I think definitely a lot of uh, this season's cast took note of that and was like, you know what, he's got a point. And if and it seems as though everyone was so, if not them, it'll be me. So definitely do what's best in the interest of me, that it ended up playing out like that. I think to see the same plot played out in both tribes is crazy, crazy. <laughs> it just means people did their research, right? They did their research. And even in my end, I understood that at some point they're going to come for me because like, I'm I'm an absolute butterfly, but I understand I look very intimidating <laughs> to some people. <laughs> so I was like, even though I didn't align myself with the strong people being, you know, um, Frankie and Nathan, I'm like, it's a matter of time. It is a matter of time because this is how the game is going. So I'm going to be a lot more social than I am physical right now. But still, did work. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I'm excited to see how this impacts future seasons too, you know, if, if that trend will keep going or not. But we'll see. We'll see indeed. <laughs> Uh, well, one last question in particular for you. Uh, we, I kind of mentioned earlier that I was immediately kind of interested in you as a player on the season from the kind of preview information that we got about you. And it proved on the season that you're, you know, this positive uh, player, even on, with your brutal blind side, you had a positive av- attitude, have a big spirit about you. And I wish we'd have gotten to see a little bit more of your story than we got to see. What is something about you, about your story that kind of speaks to that positivity, that kind of big personality that maybe you would want to have been highlighted on the season? Yeah, I think I would have liked how I formed some of my connections to have been shown. I think one thing that I'm really proud of was my capacity to form such deep and strong connections, not just with Val and Mark, but also with other people. I think... I was able to draw from a place of like vulnerability and draw from a place of genuine life experience and genuine like struggle and positive experiences and use that to really connect with people in a way that felt really, really real. And I'm really proud of that because, you know, in those kind of conditions, that's something that's hard to do. And to put yourself out there is really hard to do. And, and I think to learn that I was able to do that in a very genuine sense, I'm very proud. And I think if there's one thing I want to be shown, it's that part of me. It's the fact that when I connect, I mean it. And and it's real, very much real for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's great, Viola. Thank you so much for chatting with us a little bit this morning. Uh, we hope that you have a great time watching the rest of the season. I will still be very saddened that you are gone this early. Uh, but thanks again for chatting with us. And um, we hope you have a great rest of the day. Ah, you're more than welcome. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Much love. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you. Thank you. See you.